What up? What's down? What's tea? Welcome back, tea cuppers, and happy Thursday. I don't know what time it is where y'all at, but where I'm at, it is time for tea. Now grab your mugs and let's get to it. Okay, so boom, I am really proud of myself because I'm back, okay? I have made the time and the arrangements in my life to make sure that I'm coming and I'm pouring into my podcast because, like, why the fuck would I make this podcast and, like, gain these followers and then just leave y'all hanging? So, what's up? Happy Thursday. I am super duper excited to be back. Um, I just want to say that, like, y'all, we are halfway through the year, okay? Like, at this point, we're over halfway through the year, but all that matters is that we're halfway through the year. Um, the holidays are coming, so, you know, some people are super excited, but some of us are not. So, if you paid attention to the title of this podcast episode, then you already know we're about to talk about grief. Um, if this is something that's going to trigger you, then, of course, thank you for listening to the intro um, and it's okay if you don't listen to the rest, but I think that this would be a super soothing podcast and I'll try my best not to trigger anybody, including myself, because we all have demons that we be fighting and we don't be wanting to talk about them. So this is why I created this podcast. One, so I can talk about the stuff that I don't want to talk about and two, so that y'all can listen, even though y'all don't want to talk about it. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and do a shameless plug. Y'all already know Shop Royalty Creation Co. Um, We create all kinds of drinkware. I have been getting requests to make like blankets and t-shirts and stuff like that. I'm not going to say that we don't make them. It's just not on the Etsy. So if you have something that you want to customize or personalize, I don't care if it's like a backpack, always DM me, always reach out to me because that's something that I'm trying to learn to do. With that being said, we have also expanded to doing like birthday parties and like girls nights and bridal showers and all of the fun little events that people have been having. Um, So yeah, make sure you're shopping Royalty Creation Co. for your personalized and customized drinkware needs. Okay, let's get into this topic, honey. Let's get into this topic. So I'm going to talk about so many different ways that I usually cope uh, with loss or grief and all of that shit because everything usually ends up feeling the same exact way. Um, And I just think that it's super important to talk about the ways that you can help yourself. It's always easy to find like resources or lean on other people, but I think like as an individual, it's really good to find out what your thing is, find out what makes you happy or like what helps you cope with the loss of a loved one, even if it's like a freaking dog or fish or whatever. Um, Because I think at this point in our lives, especially with the people my age or, you know, people that I know, we've all lost somebody. So um, we're not going to ignore the fact that this is something that we have to deal with. We're just going to try to fight ahead on. But quick fact though, did y'all know that there were five stages of grief? I know that some people say that there are seven stages of grief. Let that be your thing. Okay. I'm not going to get into that. When I took my psych class, they said five stages. And so that's what I'm going to stick with. 
I'm just going to run through the five stages, not really going into too much detail because like I said, the title alone and the topic alone is already going to like trigger some people. Um, And I want for y'all to get through this episode gracefully. And if you have to cry at any point during this episode, that's okay. That's what the caption says. Like it is literally okay to not be okay, but let me not even get into all of that. So the first so the first stage of grief, uh, the first stage of grief is denial. We already know what that means or what that looks like. Um, the second stage of grief is anger. If you can relate, you can. If you can't, um, that's okay. The third stage of grief is bargaining. Um, so I, I do want to touch on that just a little bit uh, because I think that a lot of times when we're bargaining during the grief stage um, is that you just, it's like you holding on to hope, you know, like you, you kind of willing to do anything, uh, you're willing to sacrifice anything um, to try to make your life how it was before the loss. You don't want to kind of transition into that loss being reality. Um, So bargaining is a very, very pivotal point in the stages of grief. Uh, The fourth stage is depression. We all know what that looks and feels like. I mean, most people deal with depression without even experiencing a loss because times are hard. Shit is real. Like, we're not going to pretend like life is perfect because it's not. So depression is definitely a huge part of this. um, uh, It's definitely a huge part of what you're experiencing. The fifth stage and the final stage in my book, well, in a lot of books, actually, there's a book out there called Five Stages of Grief. If you guys are into like audiobooks and stuff like that, then you can purchase it through Google. Uh, but the fifth stage is acceptance. It's finally accepting that this is something that you're pretty much going to have to deal with. You're going to have to acknowledge the loss that you experience. Um, you're going to have to learn how to live without that person and pretty much just readjust your life according to the loss. And, you know, we all lose people, different people, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a friend, it doesn't matter if it's a family member, it doesn't even matter if it's a friend of a friend. Everybody is going to kind of experience how life is without that person. And you're going to notice differences, you're going to feel the change, but I think the whole acceptance stage is really kind of about getting back to yourself and knowing yourself. And I do want to say that, like, these stages do not have a time limit. So, like, you may be experiencing denial for a month, for a week, or even a year. So don't beat yourself up if you get stuck in one of these stages. I think the bright side of things, you know, because I'm not trying to be negative as fuck, but looking on the bright side of things is just, if you are in one through four of any of those stages, just knowing that you have something else to look forward to. Like, yeah, you don't want to look forward to depression, but you've moved past your anger. You've moved past denial of not accepting the fact that this person will no longer be here with you. Um, So just look at it like that, that even if you get stuck in one of the stages, it's just super important to know that it is not the end and that you have to keep going 
and that learning to live without somebody is not easy, but it is possible. And I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, so our tea of this week is Yogi's Peach Detox Tea. If you are a down-home tea cupper, you already know how I feel about Yogi. You already know how I feel about this peach detox tea. Now, some of you may ask, hmm, why are you recycling teas? One, because I am very particular about what goes into my body, okay? So I'm not just going to be drinking anything. I've tried other teas that are detox teas. I do not like them. Uh, Yogi peach detox tea is always my fave, especially after a holiday. Y'all know y'all just I just threw down for the 4th of July, um, and it's summer, so I'm really just trying to cleanse my body. This tea, it definitely helps with cleansing. Um, I always use it, use sugar with it instead of honey because, like, what the fuck? Um, it's just weird. Um, so another thing, if you are a down-home tea cupper, then you already know this tea was about $4 a few months ago. This tea is $6 at Walmart right now, <laughs> excluding taxes. And I think that's freaking crazy, but it is what it is. I'm going to continue to buy my tea. And if I run out again, I'm going to just keep ordering it. But it's $6. So, you know, just add $2 if you listened in the past and not drunk this tea before. Uh, this tea is known for cleansing like the impurities in your body. And it usually helps you fight fatigue and it promotes just overall wellness. I think that it's amazing. I really do. I, I leave my tea bag in there. I know you're supposed to take it out, but usually I don't because uh, this tea, all yogi teas, they come with like a little token of love. <laughs> Not really, but they just come with like a little saying. Uh, and the one that I see today, and the one that I'm drinking, it says, know the unknown, hear the unheard, and see the unseen. I'm going to just let that I'm going to just let that sit there with y'all for a minute. Uh, so many of the ingredients in this tea, they usually support digestion. They improve circulation and definitely enhance regularity. So don't drink this at work <laughs> unless you're like one of those people who like to use public bathrooms and that's just your business, not mine. But I only drink detox tea at home. I do not drink it out there in those streets because I like my life and I like my bathroom. Just saying. I know that might seem like TMI, but I'm just trying to let y'all know. Don't say I didn't warn y'all. Now, let's talk about ways that I usually uh, cope with the loss of people. And I just want to say that like most people who know me, y'all already know like my whole life, I think I have probably experienced the loss either every year or every two years. And that's not like just me knowing random ass people and being like, oh, I know such and such. Like, that's so sad because that list goes on forever. But like, I mean, like dead as family members, uh, really close friends, uh, you know, People that I probably wouldn't have expected to lose. Some, of course, was expected. Uh, but yeah, so if you know me, you already know, like, dealing with, like, pain and loss and grief and stuff like that. I have probably dealt with this since I was five years old. Um, I didn't really know what that looked like at the time. Uh, I think the first person that I 
well, the first two people that I could vaguely remember, like their funerals was my grandma, uh, my mom's mom, and my aunt, so my mom's sister. Those two losses kind of affected my family in a way bigger way than I knew at the time because I was the youngest. <laughs> I was the youngest grandkid at the time. And so I just remember getting super pretty and everybody having on red or everybody having on white and uh, or yellow. And it was a very tough time for my mom. And I didn't know at the time. I think that um, I kind of expected things to be normal and nothing felt normal. Even as a kid, you could remember like feeling sad, I guess, like feeling like something was missing, but I couldn't really put the pieces together. So like as I started growing up and I realized that like everybody's grandma was like cooking for holidays or like everybody's grandparents were like coming to grandparents day and I didn't really have that. Not saying that, you know, my dad's side was not coming. I mean, even though they wasn't, but that's another story for another day. But, you know, uh, just noticing how huge of a hole that had left in my life and I didn't kind of realize it. Not trying to get dark. I'm just trying to let y'all know how early I experienced a loss and like the effects that it eventually had on my life. So I felt like really sad and depressed all the time because I really wanted my grandma around not knowing that like my older cousins and my aunts and my uncle, like they were experiencing that on a way different level because they had more time with her. So I was like missing something that I never had and they was like missing their everything. So I guess a way that I started to cope with that is like me and my friends, grandparents or grandmothers, we got like super, super close and I will always talk to them and I will always kind of latch on to them, not really knowing that that is, that was why, but uh, I always got really cool with my friends' grandmothers. And I didn't notice that at the time that was me trying to like feel that hole, not saying that I could ever replace my grandma, but that's just what it was. And then a few years later, I ended up losing my grandpa um, on my dad's side, which I really didn't know him too much, but it still felt weird because my whole entire family was kind of mourning the loss of him because, you know, he was like the breadwinner and he made sure that everybody was straight. Everybody, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm included in that everybody, but that's kind of hard to tell. Anywho, uh, so years go by, a few more years go by, and at this time, I'm probably about 11, 12 years old. When I was 12, my dad passed away from cancer, brain cancer. Um, I didn't know what the hell that was about. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know what to expect, and I was literally about to graduate from eighth grade. Um, so it was hard for me. It was a lot to see him transitioning over my whole entire school year. And then before I graduated, he passed away. So I think that right there was the most pivotal death that I had in my life. Because um, although me and my dad didn't have the best relationship, it's still like thinking about people experiencing life with their fathers. And I knew at that point that that would not be my reality. I knew that, you know that would be someone that I would have to learn to live without. And my mom was actually married at the time. So it was not like, um, you know, like I didn't have a father figure in my home. So that was not the case. The, the case was not that, you know, I didn't have a, 
a positive male role model in my house. Um, and then my uncle was like literally an alley away. So I had that, but it's just like, it was not mine, you know, uh, it was not my dad. So, and a way that I started to cope with that is, uh, writing. I started writing a lot in eighth grade. I think that like, that's when I started like fighting a lot. That's when I started like, smoking i started like doing all kinds of stupid shit that like i kind of regret now but at the time i didn't i really didn't know any better i really didn't and i wish that i had the opportunity uh to you know utilize the resources that i know are available now but at the time of course i didn't fucking know that things existed for kids like me that were living in the inner city of chicago anywho um probably uh, a few months later, two of my really close friends died that lived around my neighborhood that, you know, I had grown up knowing my whole life. Like, me and their families were pretty locked in. And I think that those were the first community-based, I guess, losses that I ever took. And it was weird because, like, you know, you were expecting to see these people. You're expecting to go outside with them and spend birthdays and holidays with them. Uh, but they're no longer here. And as much as I was mourning uh, my dad or experiencing whatever I had going on, I had to realize that their families was also experiencing a whole different level of grief than I was. Um, fast forward few years down, I mean, all throughout high school, my four years of high school, I probably lost about five people that I known, including like cousins and stuff like that. And it was like super crazy. Uh, but I was like motivating myself on the sidelines to just be perfect, right? Like get perfect grades, get out of Chicago and the pain will stop. That's what I convinced myself that like, if I leave, I won't feel it. I won't notice it. Uh, stupidest shit I ever could have thought because when I got to Atlanta to college um one of my cousins was killed like my first couple of weeks on campus so that was something that I had to deal with right before I got to college and I was trying to like leave my past in the past also while I was in college two of my aunties uh passed away of course, uh, during that time, that is when like drill music was crazy as fuck. If you listen to that episode, then you already know like it was so much killing going on. So, so many like childhood friends of mine had passed away and not like people I know through somebody, literally like my home skillet biscuits. Um, so ways that I started dealing with that in college is I started going to therapy because I'm like, something is wrong you know like there there are things that i want to talk about and i don't know who to talk about them with and i mean of course i had people in my family or in my community that i could have communicated with but i just felt like they wouldn't understand me i felt like they didn't get it another thing um that i think was super important for me at that time was just being blatantly honest <laughs> a lot of people in college probably thought i was crazy as fuck. I just did not want to hide myself or anything about myself while I was in school because I felt like I had to deal with all of the stress and the trauma and shit of like losing my grandparents and losing my dad and all of that. Uh, my grandma actually died like right before I graduated. Uh, so that was something my, that was my, no, I'm not going to say my final grandparent, but that was my last grandma that was living. Um, and me and her were pretty close. So that kind of took a toll on me. And then once I graduated, 
yeah. Was it once I, yeah, once I graduated, my mom's dad passed away. And so that was like my last living grandparent. So it always like strikes me that my kids will never have great grandparents um, or not even my dad because my dad is not living. Although I have a stepdad, it's just weird, man. It's weird. And I know that this, this whole spiel became about like me, but I, I just felt like being transparent because I wanted you guys to know that like, it is always okay to not be okay. Um, even through all of the losses that I experienced, even through all of the depression that I dealt with, all of the hard days and the sad days and the long nights, like I am making a way for myself. Like I, usually try to see the brighter side of things. People always tell me like, man, you're the strongest person I know. And it's like, you just got to keep going. And I know that's much easier said than done because some people, they lose people that they're like, oh, hell no. So in 2016, my sister passed away. And I know everybody's like, you're the only child. Like, I'm, I, I don't feel like I am. Uh, my sisters, uh, they're my cousins, but they've lived with me forever. I've lived with them forever. Uh, their mom was, you know, the, one of the first losses that I've, that we all took. Um, and she passed away when I was little. So, you know, they, they were my sisters. They grew up as my sisters. So to lose somebody like that, uh, I took a year off of college. Like that was a way that I thought was like coping and dealing with the stress of losing her. But in the back of my mind every day, she would be like, bitch, are you crazy? Like, why would you get this far and just stop? And so I kind of used a lot of these losses as motivation. I know people might think that's crazy, but it's like, if you sit around and, um, you know, let that kind of dictate your path or your journey or your life, then it's really going to be hard for you to get out of that dump. It's going to be really hard for you to keep moving. So with all of this being said, um, I just blasted my whole damn life. Um, keep going. Uh, know that there are brighter days coming. Make sure that y'all pray. Make sure that y'all go to church. If you're not a church person, you need to order you some sage as soon as you hear this episode, you need to buy you a dollar journal, well, dollar twenty-five journal from Dollar Tree, um, and write. You know, we all have computers and phones. Use your notes on your phone. That's how I initially got through it. Like I pep talked to myself. That's what really happened. I I was able to pep talk myself and motivate myself, and then get you a firm support group. I have a really, really tight support group, very tight-knit, always been around, hasn't really changed much over the past few years, maybe one or two people, but my support system is super strong. I mean, like, very, very strong. So if you don't have those people in your life, please know that there are resources out here. There are support groups for people who lost their dads or people that have lost their kids or people that have lost their grandparents. So do some research. It's going to take a lot of getting out of the bed. It's going to take a lot of waking up and really smelling the coffee or in our case, smelling the tea. Um, you you got to keep pushing yourself because if you don't do it, nobody else could. It doesn't matter what resources anybody else can provide you. You're never going to feel like it's enough. So whenever you're ready uh, to move through those stages of grief, then just know, just know that there is always a tomorrow and 
even if you are one of those people who's like the not that optimistic and like life is too short and we could die any day. Like if that's the type of person that you are, um, then get up out of bed today and know that everything is going to be what you make it. It does not have to be okay, but it's going to be what you make it. And on that note, I am out. Time for Tea Podcast is a bi-weekly show that represents my love for talking. <laughs> and of course, sipping tea while spilling tea and helping folks ease their problems. Be sure to subscribe and share this thing, y'all. You can now find Time for Tea on seven different platforms, including the one you're listening on. Follow the show on IG at Time for Tea Podcast. That's Time for F O R. T-E-A podcast with a K. As always, no tea, no shade, just facts. Peace.